Welcome to the Wing Chun Podcast, the Sifu's Stories, the place where the world's most renowned Sifus share their stories and insights. I am your host, Bogdan Brosho. We're here with uh, Sifu Mark Stas, who is uh, the founder of the Wing Flow System. He combines Wing Chun with Muay Thai training, and I'm super excited to have him on the uh, Wing Chun podcast. One of my students is a huge fan of uh, Sifu Stas, and uh, by watching his videos, I became a fan as well. So, uh, Sifu Stas, please tell us more about how you started out your martial arts journey, um, what inspired you to study Wing Chun, and of course, combine it with, uh, with Muay Thai, and uh, you know, just... Uh, just uh, introduce this to your uh, to your journey. Okay. Hi, Bogdan. Many thanks for the interview. So I was born in uh, Seoul, South Korea. Adopted in Belgium when I was very young, and I fell in love with martial arts already very early. Um, mainly, I think because of uh, the television, um, uh, the movies of Bruce Lee, mainly and anime like uh, Fist of the North Star, Judo Boy. Sensei, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as a little boy, they are always inspirations for them, you know. So uh, at the time, I already I already trained in my room alone with books because my parents uh, found me too young to practice a really you know, really school. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that was the very first start. I bought books in a language I didn't master, and I uh, used the dictionary to uh, translate the words. Wow. Uh, it was really difficult, I think, but I loved to do it because for me it was uh, something very important, and I loved to do that. So um, I started my real uh, martial arts training in a club in a school, local school, uh, when I was around 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, it started with uh, Karate Shotokan. Oh, that's exactly what I did before Wing Chun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the time, there was not much uh, Kung Fu. Uh, all the, the styles we see, actually, they weren't uh, popular in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. And um, I think um, I find this very inspirational because a lot of the people that are listening right now to this um, uh, to this podcast, they would love to have a Wing Chun school in their area, but they don't. So they're they're actually studying online, a bit like you did with uh, with your books. And um, a lot of people are asking, you know, I don't have a school in my um, in my country. I said, yeah, but you know, start, just start, right? Just like uh, uh, like you did with with your books. So yeah, yeah. It is also like that because people always think we need a school to start with, but I think that the main the most important thing is to uh, awaken the desire to train. That's yes. the most important thing. Yes. No matter what muscle art you start, or you do later, or you prefer, but it's uh, already the activity and the desire to train and to be independent. You know, that's uh, really important. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. It's like if you just have a, a wall bag and you punch that wall bag every day. Then you're gonna be very, very good, right? You don't need like 100 uh, instructors. No, of course not. And uh, you have to know that uh, evolution in martial arts goes with steps. So there are parts in our life that we need a certain kind of training that maybe 10 years later you don't do anymore. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the experience, the, the body, the mind uh, needs all kind of impulses, training. Even uh, when we grow older, we say. 
then I will not do any more. But having had the, a certain type of training, even if it's not um, 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 subtle or, or really precise or beautiful, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it always serves for the body and the mind in muscle arts practice. You know? So uh, yeah. even punching a sandbag, because there is no other possibility, it's already something good. Like you said, uh, start with something and it makes your, your, your mind, it prepares your your journey of muscle arts, no? Absolutely, absolutely. So, how long did you uh, do Shotokan for? Oh, I did, uh, I practiced uh, Shotokan Karate, I think, uh, four years or what, you know, so uh, I was really in it. Yeah. But the most funny thing is, um, I didn't want to do Karate in the beginning. I was more attracted by Aikido. Really? Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, because uh, I had a book from the local library, I was very young, and it was the only martial arts book in my language, because mm -hmm. uh, I speak Flemish, my uh, mother tongue is uh, Flemish, and there was uh, a big book with all martial arts and um, uh, a lot of histories about the founder, Yoshiba, yeah. Morihei Yoshiba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, very funny because I loved Bruce Lee. To me, it was the hero in martial arts. But I was attracted by Aikido, the stories I read, and I wanted to practice Aikido. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe yeah, that's why the, the subtlety in martial art, arts have, have always attracted me. You know, but I didn't practice uh, Aikido. It, it became karate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's funny how uh, people's stories inspire us and, and awaken something within us, you know. Yeah, it is. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, um, what did you? What happened after the four years of uh, Shotokan? Yeah, I loved the kicking technique. So when I practiced karate, yeah. uh, one of the teachers said that why don't you do taekwondo because you are really you love kicking, you kick well. Mm -hmm. And then I looked, I was a little bit older, and uh, I found a taekwondo school uh, nearby, but it was, I would say, I had to go uh, with my bike, to go to uh, follow the, the lessons. And I started to practice uh, taekwondo, uh, I did a lot of uh, competitions, so I would say it, it was not professional, of course, it were normal uh, competitions mm -hmm. for York. And uh, I had a lot, uh, I did a dozens of competitions, uh, mainly uh, first places, mm -hmm. but it was a good experience. So um, yeah. the, the competition thing was uh, something that uh, I didn't have in karate. I only did uh, one original uh, kata competition that I won. I was uh, a York champion, I would say. Mm -hmm. but, uh, the taekwondo competitions gave another insight in the stress the, the competition against someone else that's that's awesome because i think a lot of people think or have this idea that all koreans practice taekwondo <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's taekwondo it's like it's like uh, people thinking that all romanians are live in transylvania or all the people in transylvania are vampires <laughs> 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 yeah, that's the image that uh, a lot of people have. The, the movies also, but it's true. Korean is uh, taekwondo. Uh, taekwondo is Korean. I'm from Korea, but uh, okay, I I love kicking techniques. Even mm -hmm. now, at this day, kicking remains one of the things that I love the most. But 
uh, not to say that I would kick high, etc. But uh, it's a, a beautiful uh, art, and uh, it um, requests a lot, a lot training. You know? mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And maintenance, I think, of your flexibility and your legs. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, how did you did uh, did you start Wing Chun after you tried Kondo, or um, did you? Study yeah, well. I studied. I uh, studied very briefly uh, Bruce Lee's Jin Fan. Mm -hmm. so I discovered because uh, I uh, studied my last year in a, a city, in a university city, where uh, there was uh, an instructor of uh, Bruce Lee's Jin Fan. Mm -hmm. I uh, teach at the same time a hybrid martial arts, and at that time, um. I. Uh, I'm I'm sorry for um for the people who don't know myself included and uh, please excuse my my ignorance. What is Jin Fun? Oh, sorry. So Bruce Lee created before his Jeet Kune Do, which was uh, said the, the the next evolution of his martial art. Mm -hmm. He uh, uh, created Jin Fun. Jin Fun was uh, his uh, Chinese name. Also, uh, okay. Jin Fun was his uh, Chinese name, and he. Uh, when he went to America from China, he created Jin uh, Fan. Okay, so that was to... is that what he was teaching initially before Jeet Kune Do? Okay. Yes, it was more uh, Wing Chun based, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -hmm. uh, martial art, uh, mainly martial art, was uh, Wing Chun, and he created uh, so-called Jin Fan before creating the Jeet Kune Do. I see, I see. Yeah. Great. So I had the luck to, to meet uh, the Belgian instructor, the Belgian representative of uh, Junfan in Belgium at that time, and I studied a few months, not so long. Mm -hmm. I just discovered it, and uh, it was the first time I met uh, the Chi Sao thing, you know, so the, the trapping, uh, really interesting. Mm -hmm. So was it because of uh, Bruce Lee's name that you were interested in this um, in this style in Junfan, or? Did you see um, the practicality of it? Like, what what made you you know get into it? Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I think it's a, a mix of both because mm -hmm. uh, I teached already a, a hybrid system uh, mixed with taekwondo, boxing, a little bit grappling on the floor, so mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. standard things, you know. Right. Because I didn't know better. I only had training in, in a few martial arts, mm -hmm. and uh, when I discovered there was a teacher uh, in Junfan, I said, "Hey." I need to go because it's close to where I live and uh, it can broaden my knowledge and vision and, and uh, insight in martial arts. So uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was mainly the practical thing and especially also I wanted to know uh, what is it that the Bruce is Jun Fan knows. It's, it's a mix of both practical and also curiosity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. How do they feel when you cheese out for the first time? Uh, good, good. Uh, I must say that I had already training, but uh, self-teaching, you know, mm -hmm. so in books, and uh, I had uh, at that time a good friend who was also 100% in martial arts, and we trained a lot, uh, sensitivity, uh, what I knew at that time, uh, training with uh, um, uh, gloves, so a little bit mixing, but uh, it was really fun and good, because it's uh, uh, more... Um, I would say structured. It's like this. It's like that, and yes. uh, uh, it's uh, like Wing Chun training, you know. So uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all the, the 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 rigid, I would say, executing like this and not like that. Mm -hmm. but that's really good. We need it, you know, sometimes to have a a, a good uh, uh, evolution and uh, the teaching. 
Interesting. Um, so is that um, what happened? How did you get in, in contact with with Wing Chun? Uh, it was also at the same period. I read an article. Uh, it was in a magazine, martial arts magazine, and uh, they spoke about the principles of uh, Wing Chun. Um, all, of course, all the positive things. Mm-hmm. And then I said to myself, "Wow, in theory, that's perfect." You know about yes. Yin Yang. Uh, when uh, strength is coming to you, how to absorb it, to re- redirect it, to counter it. Uh, the the split second uh, sensitivity reflexes. It was mainly that that interested me. That could uh, take uh, superior strength. That could uh, annihilate uh, speed. Mm-hmm. And they spoke about the best schools are in uh, of Europe or in Germany, and that was the first thing that I said I need to go there to see by myself. And uh, I went to uh, the school in Aachen uh, um, of uh, Sifu Sali Afchi. At that time, he was uh, one of the best uh, fighters in the European Wing Chun organization. Mm-hmm. And he was the first to, to show me in detail uh, the Wing Chun principles. He uh, showed me some um, exercises with someone else and explained me. So I had uh, really a, a full day of, of uh, information. And that was the start of something yeah, of my uh, complete uh, career, I would say. So yeah, it was a, really a milestone uh, of um, of a discovery that changed all my life. Interesting, interesting. So what what um, made you decide to uh, pick up my Muay Thai and uh, combine it to Wing Chun and Muay Thai? It came it came like that with the teaching because um, already before I started Wing Chun, um, the, the the fighting the fighting aspect uh, with all weapons mm-hmm. all human weapons uh, was something I uh, that interested me and uh, of course on television we knew about uh, Muay Thai how uh, brutal it can be with the elbow and knees mm-hmm. but uh, I would say the first time I came in contact with the elbows was in Wing Chun training uh, especially with the the, the third form the Yunji form uh, we see a lot of elbow techniques but mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. all abstract so you, you have a, a form you, you do elbows you don't know how to do it why and how it can be so brutally effective yeah and I would say the first person who opened my eyes about that aspect was uh, uh, Heinrich Puff he was a head instructor um, in Germany at the headquarters of uh, the, the Winchen organization mm-hmm. and uh, I discovered him through uh, a fellow student when I uh, studied in Germany and I went training there and he evolved with, uh, with his Wing Chun, he um, created uh, another federation, other martial arts and I was one of the first teachers. I would say uh, I discovered more this uh, logic of elbowing with him mm-hmm. And uh, I studied a lot now, you know, so after that I studied a lot about uh, how um, Muay Thai and Thai boxing they studies, train elbows, etc. And it uh, uh, fits well with the, the, the principles of Ubiuchi, the elbows, mm-hmm. uh, mixing them. I would not say it's really mixing them because uh, it needs to have a, a concept that is linked like an, um, I don't know how you say it in English, accordion? Mm-hmm. Like an accordion. Yeah. 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 That has to be like that. You cannot uh, take a technique and then another technique and, and uh, put it together. It has to have a link that you 
that comes in and out, and uh, that's why I I found that the the elbowing, the, the reverse uh, turning elbows, mm-hmm. etc., are uh, something that that fits well in in the the, the, the Wing Chun uh, practice also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Muay Thai. I love watching Muay Thai and. Uh, I think there's a lot of value to conditioning. I mean, karate um, karate emphasizes this a lot uh, in conditioning your fists, in conditioning your shins. If you have strong fists, like if you punch concrete with your fist, it doesn't matter if you hit something with, with the yang part of your fist or your yin, you break it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the same with, the, with your shins. So I think there's a lot of value in conditioning uh, yourself like that and... Um, some some Wing Chun practitioners do spend a lot of time in making their fists like steel. Um, do you emphasize conditioning in your training, or um, what what elements from Muay Thai did you specifically take to uh, include in your Wing Chun? Yeah, uh, from Muay Thai, uh, I would say there are some training uh, training methods with uh, the pads that yes. uh, I studied and I uh, verified, which are really interesting and uh, serve also, uh, I could say, in my lessons. Well. Mm-hmm. So there are mm-hmm. some, uh, 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 especially the training methods, uh, I would say the hardening, I re- don't do because um, there is a real big difference uh, between uh, when you do a, a martial art and a sport. In sports, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for example, they don't use shoes. So uh, since I always use shoes, yes. Uh, if it's a pure muscle art, uh, art of war, I will not use directly my chins. I would more use my feet with the shoes to kick. Mm. You know? so yeah, that makes a lot more difference. sense. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the more difference. And uh, but also with the elbows, uh, the elbows. Uh, when we see the the, the, the the Muay Thai elbows, it's really hard. It can break uh, a lot. Uh, in you if it touches you mm-hmm. but uh, these elbows uh, I would say I modified more uh, to the, the, the character of uh, uh, Chinese Kung Fu mm-hmm. the, the yin yang in the elbows uh, it's not only that it breaks but it's more uh, it's cutting mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the direction mm-hmm. of an elbow doesn't need to be the impact it, it depends the, 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 the line of attacking motion so uh, a circle or elbow can break something but it can also uh, cut Mm-hmm, and that, mm-hmm. that's what uh, I, I would not say that I took um, 100% the elbows of uh, Muay Thai, mm-hmm. but it's mainly that it fits in the, the, the concept that how I see how I could use uh, elbows because uh, I don't wait a lot. I'm not a big person. Right. So if I use elbows with full power, uh, mm-hmm. maybe I can break my elbow or, or harm myself. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm, why mm-hmm. I, I uh, look for certain spots to hit and yeah. also the way I can... Um, uh, use the elbow in combination of words, you know, so like mm-hmm. um, um, a follow-up. Uh, elbow is not final, but there is always a follow-up, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, it's more the, the... I see, so it's not really a mix between, like you said, it's not really a mix between Wing Chun and Muay Thai, it's more of like your Jeet Kune Do, let's say, or your, just like your wing, your, your wing flow system, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like taking all the experience and uh, making it your own. Yes, yes. Of course, I'm always interested in uh, verifying uh, videos from other martial arts, even MMA and uh, mm-hmm. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Taekwondo, Taekwondo, because uh, when you have, I would, I would say maybe I create a twin flow system, but it's not a real 
creation. The only thing is that at a certain point of uh, our lives, we have a vision, we have uh, ideas about how we perform what we know. Each person is different. So I cannot say I created this because uh, all all the techniques, they existed already before, you know. So yes, when people yes. say I create a system, it's thanks to the experience, it's thanks to other person, thanks to other uh, instructors and also thanks to their own research and, and dedication muscles. and that's uh, a little bit uh, what I did uh, I didn't create I created maybe a name but I didn't create techniques I modified it I, I um, made a plan so that uh, the way I executed it, it's mm -hmm. not the same anymore as Winchun or this or that mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. and it evolved it's like Bruce Lee he, he started with Jin Fan and then he studied uh, they say 26 martial arts and he came to uh, a Jeet Kune Do that was uh, not finished at all and uh, that's how I see uh, every practitioner, every instructor, every founder of a martial art uh, is unfinished. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. we change, we, we find things better now than then and uh, okay but I would say uh, you mix always. You you always have ideas. You always find techniques. You you want to mix it. Try to see if it fits in what I want. Yes. And I, I think that's life. It's a, a an eternal change of um, of life of uh, what you do. You know. So, uh, but I'm proud to to be happy to do what I do. You know, mm -hmm. even if mm -hmm. techniques comes from uh, Muay Thai or Wenchun or. Uh, Yong Chun or Wing Tai, it's, uh, it, it, it doesn't matter so much to me. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I think, um, you know, there's room for a lot of gratitude, I, not just for uh, martial arts, but, you know, we, we benefit for so, for so much stuff uh, every day that we forget to be grateful for, like, uh, we didn't invent the internet, right? It's it's there for us, right? We, I didn't build this uh, apartment building, right? I just live in it. So we can be grateful for a lot of things, and especially, you know, getting a chance to learn from different martial arts and different um, and different people who are, yeah. uh, who are doing those martial arts. Yeah. Um, I, I'm interested to know what are what is some of the criticism that you got for your system, and would you like to address that? I, I mean, like. Uh, okay. Can, uh, I didn't hear. Yeah, I was asking what, what is some of the criticism that you got for uh, your system? Because every time that you do something new, you know, people are going to come out and say, you know, you know, the, the usual stuff. And would you like to address that uh, that criticism? Yeah, criticism. They always say if you do nothing, you won't have criticism. You know? yeah. So all persons who do something will be criticized, you know, and especially at this at this era of, of life we have uh, social media we have internet it's easy to speak to write words to write uh, comments yeah. but uh, if you have to stop uh, on every critic uh, you don't do anything else than answering to all critics you know so I try not to 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 be uh, distracted by all that and to focus on, on, on uh, evolution and positivism but of course people when uh, you have to know that uh, I um, I started my uh, Wing Chun training more than 21 years ago. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I quit the, the Wing Chun Federation, let's say, after 10, 11 years of training in that uh, system. So I trained every day, very dedicated, and then I followed uh, 
um, Heinrich Pfaff when he created his own system mm-hmm. and his own federation. And I stayed with him uh, approximately 10 years. So I would say uh, in my uh, martial arts career, only of that particular style, I did half in uh, the organization of Incheon and half with him. So that's 50-50. I learned a lot of, of all instructors. And of course now because I left his federation and uh, my videos became a real success uh, last year because I promoted it a lot. Mm-hmm. I was uh, invited in different countries and uh, because of uh, misunderstandings and uh, okay, uh, we, we didn't agree anymore on a certain points of um, uh, practicing. When I quit the Federation, uh, of course, I had a lot of bad messages of uh, that Federation. And um, like always, uh, maybe because they were sad or not happy and then uh, you explode, you want to express things. And uh, I was told I have no respect. Uh, I didn't invent this and that and uh, try to, 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 to find arguments, you know. But it is life, you know. Uh, if I can say... Uh, my previous instructor, teacher, Heinrich Pfaff, he could also the powerful federation organization to create his own system. So yeah. all people who have their own system did the same. And this doesn't mean you, you don't have respect, you know, because we all know we didn't learn things on our own. We had teachers, we had instructors, we had inspiration and all contributed to, to, to make you a certain muscle artist, you know. So uh, criticism, it's easy to, to, yeah, to, to say, but it's, it's to me uh, something that it's very sad, you know, because uh, we don't need time to criticize. We need time to practice. Life is so short. We have to train so much things. Uh, when you see one muscle art, you have different parts in it. Uh, you can do shadow training. You can do partner training drills. That we need time. Well, it's like it's like having it's like having kids in the end, you know. What do you want your kid to do? You want your kid to have uh, the same life you have, or the the or like uh, lead the life that you didn't have. What do you want your kid to express himself and be himself or herself, right? It's um, it's really it's really about that, you know. Can do you have enough ah enough uh, wisdom? To step aside and allow that person to be themselves. Yeah, and it, that, that's exactly that. You know, uh, you have practitioners who uh, are really fond of uh, following one instructor mm-hmm. till they die. So their ambition is not to to to, to um, I would say they express themselves also, but only in training. They like to be guided. And then you have people. Uh, I'm like that. I, I like to follow someone, but I have my ideas, mm-hmm. and uh, I am uh, a person who likes to discover. You know, so I learned a lot from all my teachers. And uh, maybe the, the the bad thing is I had to quit, and I was obliged to to create, I would say, something to continue my way. But yeah. in the end, uh, it's, it's uh, permitted me to, to be more creative, you know. So when you have something, you, you need more creativity, you need more motivation, you, you need to continue. And uh, some people don't dare it. They say, why you would do that? You have yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. true, you know, but it's, I think it's a choice. There are people who like to be followed and there are people who like to follow. So it's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I had a follow with my uh, 
with my previous uh, instructor at the beginning of this year. And uh, at the moment, it didn't look like it, but in the end, it was just like the best thing that ever happened because I could finally express myself and do, you know, do all of the things that I wanted. Something that I couldn't do before, right? So it's always, yeah, it's it's not as easy in the beginning, but it's something that you have to do if, if um, you know, if you have if you have the feeling that you need to express yourself. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite Wing Chun related story, and uh, could you share it with us? A favorite story? Yeah. <laughs> I have some stories. Uh, I had one time um, a student of mine who uh, told me the day before uh, my lessons. Uh, yeah, I have a good friend. He's uh, a cage fighter. He uh, is in Brazil, he will come back to Belgium and he wants to test you because I told him I know uh, my uh, trainer, my instructor is a little Chinese guy but he's really good and that um, friend of him who was a, a fighter, a cage fighter, uh, he came back from Brazil and uh, he told me, my uh, former student, he said, Mark, he will come tomorrow and he wants to test you and I was like, why would he test me and why in the hell? Are you talking about me to someone who is a fighter, etc., etc.? So I was thinking all evening, oh my God, a, a, a cage fighter, a heavy guy, because you have to know that before, so the, the, the day before he said, you know, he, he hit hard and he has a lot of KOs, you know, uh, he has been operated, that he said, because one time someone hit him so hard, he didn't feel anything, the blood came out of his head and he started to hit, hit, hit. So I was there like, uh oh, uh, that's bad for me. You know? So I couldn't say I will uh, not give. Um, I will not teach tomorrow. It's, it was too late. So evening, <laughs> yeah. Now I can laugh about it, but at the moment, uh, I really assure you, I was thinking, what will I do? I cannot lose. I cannot uh, be humiliated in front of my students. Yeah. And then the evening came. So uh, I saw the people. Uh, I saw someone so in the training, really cool, uh, but uh, you saw he was a fighter, he had uh, the head of a fighter, no hair, um, and I said, yeah. oh, so I came, I thought, oh, he will present himself, no, he didn't, he, he stayed inside, I entered, uh, I teach, he didn't see anything, he didn't greet me, I said to myself, oh, well, that's really unpolite, you know, even if you want to... To test uh, muscle art, you, you, there is always a little part of respect uh, necessary sport or muscle art. So mm -hmm. it started like uh, no hello, no this, no that. And uh, in the lessons, I showed some exercises. I did one thing with him. Uh, he was a little bit, oh, what was that? And in the end, every, everyone left and uh, my former student stayed. And he stayed also. And he said, ha, oh, uh, I want to, 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 to see what you can do, what it is like, because uh, I followed the lessons, cool, good, yeah, but, and then it started, I said to myself, okay, so uh, I need to do something because I cannot live like that, and uh, for God's sake, for, it was very good, because he said to me, yeah, uh, the way you, you hit, how do you hit, so I hit him, I said, I have to to show you, I need to, to touch you, I will not do it full power, but I need to show you. When I hit him, and he had so pain, he said, 
Wow, what was that? It was like uh, a thunder coming on me and inside his body. And I said I was lucky. So that was the first movement I did. It came in his body. He had such a pain. He said, what the hell was that? Because he was, of course, trained. He had big muscles. And the first movement saved saved my evening, really. <laughs> if, if, this hit, if this hit, I can assure you, if this hit, wouldn't have an effect, yeah. I would be dead, <laughs> if I can tell it. But it went well, then he, uh, so we could exchange more in a, a calm way, because he said, well, what was this? Yes. And then uh, I explained a little bit the way of uh, uh, practicing what we do, and then uh, he was a specialist in on the floor, so he wanted to, to do some uh, things on the floor. Yeah. And... Um, Okay, it was a, a little bit more exchange afterwards, you know, so he went away, everything went fine, I was really happy, I said, relieved, I said, oof, I didn't got uh, bruises or blues, and the day after, I saw again a uh, former student, and uh, he said to me, you know what I said, he said, he is so small, the Chinese guy, that he could hit me, I never felt it like that, like an electric shock, I was impressed. And uh, that was really, uh, to me, it's it's uh, a story not much people know because it was after the lessons. Some yeah. people remember, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it, it, uh, when I think about it, I was really lucky. I would say I was really lucky. Oh, of yeah. course, in the meantime, I trained a lot, so I changed a lot. But uh, it, it was a, a yeah, a fun story. I love, I love this story. You know why? It's like... Because you know most most martial arts teacher they they just want to show like this uh you know I'm invulnerable nobody can touch me you know I'm not afraid of anything like right but it's really cool to see like this human side of um uh of you right and I hope it inspires more people to share these kind of stories as well when they're like fucking scared of you know what's gonna happen like uh you know or when they really fuck up and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I it's like. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So, guys, for everyone listening, if you ever, if you're ever playing with your friends and their friends are big, just show them like the inch punch or like uh, you know your strongest tool. Just give them a feel, and then uh, you'll be safe. But I remember just a, a very small other story about what we talked, etc. Yeah. Uh, I remember one instructor of me. Uh, I lived in Germany and. Uh, uh, one instructor, uh, I, I was invited by uh, a friend of mine uh, to his teacher. And you know what happened? It, it came really sudden. Uh, I was presented, I present myself, and he said, I will do uh, exercise. And he threw me on the floor, but quick, 100% uh, quick uh, power, plum, I fell. But it was stone floor. It was not tatami. It was really stone. Right. I had uh, a blue like this on my hip. Because he threw me, and I, I didn't know what happened, you know, yeah, I didn't know yeah, what he yeah. wanted to do. He, suddenly he threw me, but he didn't hold me, and I felt, I heard at my hip, I can tell you, it hurt him on stone. You know what he said afterwards? Mm. He said, I saw that you are a, a good practitioner, so the first thing I always do with all people who come to me, I hit them very hard, even if they don't know what I'm doing, or throw them, so that they know that I'm the teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I said, oh, it's not bad, because then you are calm, you say, oh, what's happening? I need to be calm, I cannot do this or that. Yes. And uh, that was one instructor who taught me, the first time I saw him, 
he didn't say we do this con, you know, he immediately, without warning, pop, he threw wow. me on the floor, but very hard, mm -hmm. and he said, that's my way to present myself, he said. That's good. It that's helps. Good. It yeah, helps. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I was uh, interviewed with uh, Dave Richardson from um, Australia, and um, we were talking about this uh, this idea that, you know, the students in the beginning, they want to, when they talk about when they to their friends, it's like, oh, we have the Tanzao, we do this, or we have the Bongzao, or we punch like this. I said, look, instead of uh, talking about Wing Chun, just show your friends, right? Show them the speed and the power, and they'll ask you about it. Like, how, how, you know, tell me more about this, about Wing Chun. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Feeling is believing. Yes, it is, it is also. And especially when you speak about a martial art like Wing Chun, uh, it is, uh, a lot of techniques are abstract and uh, a lot of details are important, mm -hmm. but it doesn't show immediately the efficiency, you know? Yeah. So it's difficult for someone who doesn't know the martial art or does uh, something else to show him the, 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 uh, the power of the, the details of techniques like dance or both. So they, they don't understand it in the beginning. Thank you so much for sharing this story. I love it. I love <laughs> it, and uh, it reminds me of some of my of uh, some episodes like that that I've uh, that I've experienced. So thank thank you so much, and I'm sure it will inspire you know the people um, uh, listening that you know they they see your videos and they look up to you to be you know to be human in the first uh, you know first of all be human and uh, allow yourself to. Show that you're, you know nobody's perfect. We're not this kind of, uh, of superhumans and stuff like that, right? Of course, of course. Cool. So, what would you, what would be some tips that you would share with the people listening to have better Wing Chun performance and uh, also, you know, just uh, to enjoy their journey a lot more and explore? Mm -hmm. I would say uh, these days we have a lot of uh, information through uh, internet, so uh, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it did, didn't exist. And uh, there is also a lot of information, IDs that you can gather by training. But uh, above all, I would say all the persons who practice martial arts, no matter what style or martial art, uh, a lot of shadow training. Mm. So I had, I improved a lot uh, since I was a kid with shadow training. Mm -hmm. If you don't rely always on a partner, you can evolve in a very uh, quick, quicker way, you know, because before you have the the stress and the, uh, the problems to train with a partner who doesn't do this or yeah. that, it's yeah. not correct, a lot of power, uh, the movement needs to be in your body. And the only way to do that is to train alone, shadow train, all the techniques, all the movements you can do alone. There is no resistance of the partner. And if you can do that, and then you meet your partner to train and do these exercises, uh, you gain time. Absolutely. Also. And uh, uh, to me, yeah, yes, please. Yeah. Sorry. So to me, uh, the, the, the core of martial arts training is the shadow training. Uh, Bruce Lee, he did a lot alone, he trained a lot alone with equipment and uh, he had a partner to test things. Yes. But uh, there is no secret, training uh, needs to be consistent. And uh, shadow training is to me one of the biggest parts, you know. You don't have a partner 24 hours uh, a day with you, so you need to, to have uh, Training tools, equipment, invent them. Even if it it doesn't look beautiful, uh, it needs to be practical for you and help you in training. Uh, shadow training is to me this one of the, the core. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, guys, 
if, if, when, if you're listening right now, um, you're going to notice a huge difference in your power output when, um, when you are visualizing, you're visualizing someone big, someone that if, if they would normally come up to you and be very, very threatening, you would become scared, right? And you are imagining fighting that kind of person, some, someone very, very intimidating, and you're going to immediately see a huge difference in the way you punch. If you would punch uh, before like 70%, then with that kind of visualization, you're going to go to 100% of your power all the time because you, you, you get that emotional drive as well. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Visualize, visualizes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Visualize. It's something that uh, top sporters they use all the time, you know. Yes. So it's not only muscle, it's it's in all kinds of uh, of life that uh, you need to see mm -hmm. with your mind, your spirit, you know, and it mm -hmm. helps a lot to uh, to improve. Yes. So, uh, yes. Nadia Komonec, who is this uh, Romanian uh, gymnast who got a perfect 10, I think she's still the only one in history to get it. Um, she became so good because she was visualizing her training routine all the time outside of training. Yeah, that, that's... Uh, I read uh, one time a, a book, uh, I think it was an Olympian uh, gymnastic champion, American, mm -hmm. and uh, he's the same a lot, uh, a lot top sporters they use that technique to uh, improve their uh, movements you know yes. and i know that uh, in uh, Rus russia uh, in the 60s etc they did a lot of experiments and a lot of research in all the mental uh, faculties mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, a part that cannot be neglected and it's automatically a part to improve uh, your capabilities it's definitely uh, necessary yeah. to do it also absolutely Absolutely. Thank you. I got so much out of uh, out of this uh, interview, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Um, it was a really good one. Sifustas, where can people get in touch with you, and um, do you have any following events that you would like to um, to talk about? Uh, yeah, they can find me, of course, uh, via Facebook. Uh, so I have um, uh, a page, Wingflow System. I, uh, they can follow me also on Instagram, uh, Wingflow System. Um, yes. So I would say uh, all people who has internet, they look now on Facebook, uh, YouTube. Uh, they uh, they find me. In any yeah. case, uh, on my Facebook, there is my email address. They can contact me by message. And um, do you have any following events this year? Uh, this year, no. I have uh, some uh, a big project uh, which uh, is not uh, completely finalized, I would mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, the last event was in France. Uh, I just uh, have now in Italy uh, a teaching a seminar mm -hmm. for future instructors. But uh, that's all at, at this moment. And there is a big event, but I will announce it on my uh, Facebook page soon. But that uh, uh, it's the biggest event of this year. So the change, biggest change, I would say. So people need to follow me on uh, on my Facebook or Instagram to, to know what it is exactly. Awesome. So guys, get in touch with uh, Sifu Stas. Follow him on Instagram. Uh, connect with him on Facebook, and you will find out how you can uh, go to one of his uh, awesome events. I really enjoyed this uh, interview, and I resonated a lot with uh, with your journey, especially because I also did Shorokan before Wing Chun. 
<laughs> yeah. Many, many thanks. Many thanks for this interview. I would say uh, it was a, a great moment together, and of course, some uh, memories came back here when we spoke about it. So it's always good to remember what we had and uh, how we are now and how we will be later. You know? So uh, many, many thanks for uh, sharing this moment uh, with you. And uh, I would say uh, keep up the very good work. Thank you. Really. Thank you. Thank you so much. Guys, uh, as well, thank you again for uh, tuning in and for listening. Please show your appreciation for Sifu Stas's time and um, wisdom and experience. As always, go to addictedtowingchun.com for some awesome free stuff. And um, if you want to work together with me one-on-one to take your life and your Wing Chun to the next level, go ahead and head to the coaching section of addictedtowingchun.com and see if you qualify for the program. I'll see you next time.